0: When there are no meetings to make, how do you stay clean? Stay tuned to find out. Good grateful morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Pink Cloud Podcast. Whether you've been joining me since episode one, or this is your first experience, I am beyond thankful for your ears today. I know that some of what you hear might be repetitive, but it's in that repetitiveness that we are able to condition our brains to learn these new methods. So let me ask you, what have you been doing for yourself lately? We turn on the news and we see heartbreak. We go on Facebook and we see things that we just wanna throw down our phone. We go outside and we see everyone hiding behind masks. Well, I'm telling you that right now, for the next 23 minutes, you don't need to wear your mask with me. Be free. Give yourself a chance today to have the brightest tomorrow possible. Let it all go. For me, even in the darkest of times, I only see a small shining light of hope. It's my compass, my beacon, my guiding light because I know that no matter what I do, the sun will come up tomorrow if I just stay clean. So give yourself that chance right here, right now. Stop saying that I'll get clean tomorrow. Stop saying I'll be a better friend, a better brother, a better husband, a better wife tomorrow. What if tomorrow never comes? When you lay your head down tonight, I want you to know that you gave today every ounce of you that you could. When we deplete ourselves and expend ourselves in the right directions, the only thing left to do is grow. So let's grow together by taking small actions and turning them into life-changing results. I pick up my cross and I walk with it every day. Are you ready to join me? I know it sounds hard, but if you just have faith and turn your life over one second, one minute at a time, it will get infinitely better. I promise. So, right here, right now, let's walk together. This is this. my story. This is my story. This is my story. This is my story. This Today on the My Story Project, part two of our interview with John Fleming Wood.
1: I will tell you straight up that I feel that 12 steps are are not the only way for people to get clean. The only way that I have found for me to address my disease of addiction, because I know for a fact, for me, it is a disease. And after a certain amount of time, because um, I didn't preface this at the the beginning, my clean date is January 2nd, 2013, which is also... um, january 1st 2008 is when i came down here january 1st of 2008 january 1st of 2013 i couldn't get into treatment after i was home alone i was living alone in my house excuse me house in barryville and i put a glock to my head and pulled the trigger empty clip found out there was a bullet in the chamber dimple in the round bullet doesn't lie i check into treatment the same day that is my clean date i didn't plan it that way point is is that like i've found in my almost eight years clean that. The 12 steps, like, I've worked them long enough, and almost 12, to to realize that, like, they help me with my drug addiction, but, like, they help me to recognize what's underneath all of that. It's what Huey talks about all the time, how it's trauma and mental illness, and my codependency, my abandonment issues. Like
0: Exactly. The 12 steps teach me how to dig deep and, and really take a deep inventory of my life, my past, and show me how I can correct those mistakes and and to stay conscious of it on a daily basis
1: the 12 steps bring me to a level of self-awareness to be able to on top of working them and practically applying them um while staying clean long term to a level where um in terms of introspection i can start to see all the moving parts because that's kind of like i've got to make a i got to make i don't know a quiche and all i want to put into is eggs and cheese you know i'm mm-hmm. missing some of the pivotal parts like if i only address one aspect of what's going on i'm going to be lopsided mentally physically spiritually you name it you know so yeah. i i don't i don't think they're the only way i also don't think that you know they i think working them as a way to keep the uh the uh the the disease uh at bay is wonderful but i think at some point the longer I stay clean, the more I realize that, like you know, I've before COVID, I started going to grief counseling, set up trauma counseling. I switched up supplements for brain health, which I think is a huge, important thing that is being overlooked in this community.
0: What we put in our body, what we do with our body, all of that is underlooked. The ability to just sit down and, and reflect and and meditate and listen to music and, and and check out for for a minute or or two minutes or an hour a day is so important. To recenter ourselves, I know I'm a social person, but I need that time by myself to to, to recharge. And I think that's what helps you stay clean as long as you have, and, and has helped me get to where I am. Is it, it's all about the perspective that you and I have when we go into things and when we go into hard times. You know, it's oh, yeah, it's keeping that positive outlook because we need to keep our life
1: going in an upward inflection. You well know? we've we've we 've seen so much darkness that if there weren 't any light, why am I sitting here? I Might as well just blow my brains out too. Right. I mean like you know my my sponsor says all the time like you know the depth of your darkness determines the height of your light, and I think that 's very true. you know some people want very simple lives and simple simple programs of recovery, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think we're similar in that. Like that's, that's not really us. You and I are very bright lights, big city, even in recovery. Like some people want to build a pup tent on the foundation of their recovery. Some people want a skyscraper and keep going. And I'm much more of a skyscraper kind of guy, dude. Like, Yeah.
0: I'm, I want to be the Elon Musk of recovery. You know, I want to take whatever I can get and how can we build on all these things? The 12 steps, the, you know, what I'm trying to come up with, with this action oriented recovery with anything physical, how can we build all this into, to just a source for people to pick and choose what they need? It's the toolbox that we learn in in the program, right? We get a toolbox. Sometimes I'm using a flathead when I need a Phillips head screwdriver, but I'm using a tool,
1: right? I mean, I've grown up with a hammer and a wheel most of the time. So adding those tools of empathy and honesty, vulnerability, all those things. Like, you know, they're what have really saved me. Like, you know, I mean, my experiences with pain are what are the the tools that allow me to kind of not only advocate for those who cannot advocate for themselves.
0: Exactly. I mean, when we stick to just one mode of recovery, we limit ourselves. So why not let people know
1: that there's more out there? That'd be like going into the gym and I only decide to do barbell curls for three days straight.
0: Yeah. It, I'm going like... to
1: exhaust myself within a matter of like, you know, like, five, 10 sets. And I can lift pretty heavy, but like, I'm still like, my body's going to get burnt out. My brain, my biggest muscle is going to get burnt out. And that's what I see happening to a lot of people because like, they don't know how to find their fun and recovery or keep the spark going. You know, and you and I have a very unique experience separately and together that um, because we've seen so much pain, it means that we can also, and I don't mean minister in the religious sense either. So people don't misunderstand me, but we can minister to those people that, that are that are that are the the uh the wounded we know we
0: we know how to meet people where they're at
1: yeah we can we can but there are some people that like people give up on yeah because they're too hard-headed they're the tough case they're this i want the perfect sponsee or i want this model recovering addict and there's no such thing and there's no such perfect program there's no wrong way to work the steps except on your own without a sponsor but i mean like it's it's like you know i don't believe there are lost causes or hopeless cases nobody
0: Um, nobody's a lost cause or
1: hopeless. no but there are people that do believe that there are people that believe that you know like you know junkies have no future tweakers should be incarcerated like all these different people like just deserve to you know be like locked up and like uh you know like never see the light of day again and it's 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 just like you know that 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 doesn't that doesn't help
0: no it it doesn't because you know when when you are when you're four days clean and when you're there you don't want to hear suggestions you don't you know you don't want to hear i don't want to hear somebody preach at me i just want somebody to be there for me you know and that's exactly what you're saying it's about the supplementation it's about being there for them giving them the right things you know and and just being there because they just want something. Maybe I, I might want to talk to you. I might not. I might want to listen to you. I might not. But I just need
1: that human connection right now. Yeah. You know, like we don't need to hear people preaching to us, just somebody to be there. And that's the difference. Like, you know. It is. And
0: and you and I are very compassionate and, and empathetic people. But, you know, I think that was one of the hard things for me in early recovery is I am. I was so I'm so compassionate and and so passionate and so empathetic with people that it almost brought me back out, you know?
1: But you just have to, you have to know where the line is because people like you and me and Huey and and, and a few others, like, you know, we have such big empathetic hearts that it can get us walked on. Yeah. And the thing is, is that like, you know, you don't like, you're in the, in the business of saving lives because it is a business, like, you know, you're gonna get burned, like you're, yeah. you're gonna get burned but you don't stop helping people. Just because you get burned, you, you still keep helping people because somewhere along the line, somebody comes along that will actually stay I didn't want to get clean I really didn't I just wanted to stop hurting and I went fuck it I've even put a Glock 9 to my head and pulled the trigger and I got a better chance of sleeping with Halle Berry than I do of a semi-automatic handgun misfiring Mm. you know it's funny that you
0: said that you know you you never wanted to get clean and I think back and I hadn't thought about that in a long time you know to those moments you know my last using moments and uh, I didn't want to get clean either Mm. Recovery is hard, life is hard, but I'm grateful for those hard moments. And I don't want anyone to listen to this and think that in any way, shape or form, I am glorifying addiction. I am celebrating recovery. If you are struggling, I hope this helps you get clean. If you've never picked up drugs or alcohol, I hope that something said here prevents you from going down the wrong path. But the point is, I hope that this helps you. Talking about this certainly helps me. So I wanna thank you, whoever you are listening. My name is Boomer Rose. My clean date is January 23rd, 2017. Today I have 1,292 consecutive Days clean. That's 1,292 times I woke up and made the conscientious decision not to pick up drugs or alcohol. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to pick up, but I can tell you that they were there. And I know that they'll come again. I don't know much. But I do know that it is the human connection and the people that I have surrounded myself with that have made me a better person. You see, without the people in my life, I am nothing. Without my recovery, I am nothing. If I don't stay clean, I am nothing. I'm right back to who I used to be. If it wasn't for you, you know who you are. I wouldn't be alive. Don't make yourself a statistic. Give yourself a chance. Thank you. Today on Pod Talk, Nick Cherry.
2: Well, they uh, they shipped me down the road to okay. uh, to Coffeewood. Um, I went to Coffeewood for receiving. I was there for about three months, um, and then they shipped me to cold Springs, which is a work center, um, down in Augusta County, um, Virginia. Um, I was down there for about 18 months and they said that the quickest way to get out of there was to put in for work release. So I put in for work release in November of 19, they brought me back to Winchester. Um, and I started working after the first of the year. Um, so i've been with that job that same job um since then um and then of course with the the, the coronavirus they shut work the re, the work release program down um uh, and either put individuals on furlough or put us on house arrest
0: so they were letting you still go to work release during coronavirus well i mean even even at
2: the start um, before they declared the state of emergency and all um i was leaving and i was going to work and i was going back to the jail every day
0: oh my Um, goodness
2: and and it it was stressful because you have all these different individuals who are working in different environments coming back to the same place um and you know we didn't know what was happening happening of course you know they don't give us any information um and you know we were talking some of us that were in the pod together um, at work release. And we were like, you know, we're just as likely to catch it from the CEOs that are going home as we are from each other. That's, um,
0: a, that's exactly so, right. And, and I would imagine that there was no testing going on at the facility uh, they, or minimal.
2: If you showed symptoms, um, mm-hmm. they, they would quarantine, but uh, they weren't even checking temperatures regularly. Um, they didn't really start doing that until, like, I'd say two weeks before we went home. Um, they either put us out on furlough or, or released us.
0: Man, I remember, you know, when I was in there, I I didn't know when I was getting out, but we all knew that it was just a short time. You know, I was just waiting for my court date, and hopefully things went well. But, you know, I remember you were determined to get out. And not like a lot of people in there, you weren't determined to get out to – to go back to a negative lifestyle, you were determined to get out to be a father, right? To your daughter, you know, and that's what kept you hungry and kept your, kept you in a, in a, in a positive mindset. Even when things looked down, you were, you, you tried your hardest to stay positive.
2: Yeah, luckily, you know, I had a good support network, um, which parts of that fell away throughout my incarceration. Um, but I always had my faith to fall back on um, and the friendships that I built while I was incarcerated. Um, faith was was the, the big thing that, that really brought me through, um, just reconnecting with the Lord and reading my Bible and... and Reopening that aspect of my life because for many years, I, I closed it off. You know, depression, I let depression and PTSD take over and um, just the things that I had been through um, with the, the, accident, the car accident and the, the work accident. Um, it just, that along with, with alcohol and the pain medication, it, it controlled my life. Um and once that was out of my life and I, I started to learn to rely on the Lord, it it really made a change in me.
0: And it and it's funny how how just the little things like that and knowing that if you just turn it over and you have that faith, right, that everything will work out. How much of a weight is lifted off of your shoulders? It's like it, it, you don't, it, you know you're not carrying it all. You know right.
2: Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, that you have someone that's been through far worse. Um, you know, if you read the Bible, Jesus went through worse than, than anything that we could ever go
0: through. That we could Um, ever imagine.
2: And and he, he walks right beside us. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's what keeps me motivated. I I wake up every morning, I do my devotions and I still exercise religiously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, that I, I, you know, and it's funny because, you know, I, I remember, man, some of those workouts we used to do in uh, in the pod together all the time we were working out. And that was really like my first introduction to getting in shape. And then to where I went from that, it's, uh, it's funny because I'd start doing workouts and I'd be like, oh, this is like something I do in jail. Yeah, I can do this, you know.
2: <laughs> Just the, the transformation um, that you Went through in that time frame. I mean, I went through a transformation as well, but I remember when you came into the pod and, and I remember what you looked like. And no matter how hard I tried to make you quit with those workouts, you stuck with it. To see that you stuck with it even after you got out and to see the transformation and, and to see how you're doing for yourself. Um, uh, I'm, I'm really impressed and I'm really proud of you.
0: I, I appreciate that. And I'm proud of you. And you know, it's, I, I remember how intense those workouts were and it's like, it's harder than anything I've done since I got out, you know, and you and, uh, John, you and John would not let me quit. And, uh, man, I didn't quit and I was determined, but you know, it's because, I wanted to show you guys, I was right there with you, you know, like I, I didn't want to feel, especially in that environment, (laughs) I didn't want to feel weak. I wanted to show you guys that I could do it, you know,
2: that you had the heart that no matter what you you wouldn't quit.
0: Yeah. And
2: you know, you've got to take that same drive and determination, um, into your daily struggle with sobriety.
0: I can't believe our first week is over. It's time to check in with yourself. What went well this week? What didn't? How can we take the things that maybe didn't go our way, adapt, correct our mistakes, and get it right the next time? You see, life is a never-ending journey. The moment we stop growing, we stop living. So let's keep growing together, second by second, action by action, And we can make this world the most beautiful place we could ever imagine. Close your eyes, take my hand, walk with me. Make that decision to change your life. One foot after another, baby steps. I'm not asking you to run today. All I need you to do is pick up that first foot. The universe will do the rest, I promise you. Tune in with us next week as we begin to dive deeper into action-oriented recovery, music therapy, and alternative methods to the 12-step process. If you want your story told on this podcast, please feel free to DM us on Instagram. If no one told you that they love you, they believe in you, they are proud of you, I am all of those things for you. Until next time, this is the Pink Cloud Podcast. Oh, baby, why can't you see that? I can't just see that I'm dancing next to you. I'm a dragon.